The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily express those held by this station or its advertisers and are strictly the opinions held by those contributing to the show. Welcome to the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, your home for news, discussion, and opinions about high school football in the Mid-Ohio Valley. And now, here's your host, Eric Little. Welcome inside the Eric Little High School Football Podcast for this week. I am the namesake. Happy to have you with us as fall-like weather showed up in a big way this weekend. And it is crunch time in the high school football season. This is the exciting time of the year. It's what we play the regular season for to get down to the nitty-gritty and determine who's going to make those postseason spots and make up that postseason bracket. Excited to see it in all three classes. And we got some red-hot teams that are headed down the home stretch in this area. How about Parkersburg South? Four straight wins for the Patriots. They manhandled. Morgantown in a game that Morgantown badly needed to win. South got two 100-plus yard rushers. Braden Mooney, the quarterback, actually outrushed running back Nick Yoho. They got a pick six in the game. Yoho, his first interception of the season. The team's third pick six of the season. Their second the last three games. They also got a big play on special teams with a Gabe Hendershot blocked punt. This week they'll have a road trip against Greenbrier East, and we'll see how they handle that road trip. Even in a year where Greenbrier East is down, that's a tricky game because you get on the bus and you go three hours, three and a half hours from home. But Greenbrier East has had a good year this year. They're 4-3. and three. They lost by a missed two-point conversion against Ripley last week. So they've got some momentum. They've got something to play for at 4-3 and three as well. So we'll see what comes out of that matchup. That may be one of the sneaky good games in the state next week. How about four straight for PHS as well? They got a big win against Hurricane on the road. Big nights from Tyler Mahler and Jake Johnson. Mahler ran for 153 yards on 29 carries for the Big Reds. Ran for a score. Caught a score from Jake Johnson. Johnson ran ran for three and connected with Mulder on the touchdown strike. Johnson also topped 100 yards in the game for Parkersburg High. They're off this week before two big games to finish the regular season. At 5-3, and three, PHS almost needs to grab either one of Huntington or Parkersburg South to get into the postseason. So that's going to be an epic Week 11 showdown as that one will either decide a playoff spot and or a possible home game in the postseason. Parkersburg Catholic has run their record to 8-0. and They jump out to a big early lead and they get a nice win against Notre Dame. And the best opponent they played since Week 2 when they beat Ritchie County. Parkersburg Catholic defeats Notre Dame 35-28. They got out to a 22-0 lead after one quarter. Jeb Boyce and Ty Sturm once again ran the show. Boyce ran for four touchdowns. Sturm ran for one. Both of those guys topped 100 yards each. Catholic ran for 300 of their 321 total yards in the win. So it was a nice test for Parkersburg Catholic as they lead up to that game against Williamstown. That's a big game. They've not been tested like this in a while. That'll be a big game and the biggest in this rivalry in some time. We'll see how Parkersburg Catholic's depth holds up and stacks up as they face Williamstown. Speaking of Williamstown, they got their seventh straight win in a game that was way close, way longer than expected. They defeated Warren 33-13. Donovan Taylor was out for the game, but in step time more, 228 yards and four touchdowns in place of an injured Taylor. And without Taylor, it's still a Williamstown attack that racked up 384 rushing yards. More on that in a little bit. So a good win for Williamstown as they have a big showdown this week against Catholic. Two other teams that are going to showdown this week got wins last week. Tyler Consolidated and Magnolia. Let's talk about Tyler first. They got another big win on the road against Tulsa. Another shootout in that one and that's what kind of makes me wonder about the Silver Knights. How sustainable is that for Tyler Consolidated to continue to be in the 
these shootouts. They won 57-32 over the Rebels on the road. It's working for them. They have now won four of their last five, but it remains to be seen how sustainable that method is going to be if you win just by manhandling teams. Magnolia is 5-3 and three after a win against St. Mary's. They've won four of their last five as well. But they are in an unenviable spot because I really think this game for Magnolia this week against Tyler is more of a must-win for Magnolia. Tyler is 4-3, and three and I know they're struggling to get some wins together before it's too late. They've won four of their last five, just as Magnolia has. But the margin of error is just a little bit better for Tyler Consolidated because after this one, they got Valley Wetzel and St. Mary's. So two chances to pick up wins and two opponents they should beat. So at worst, you have to think Tyler Consolidated is 6-4. and four. They don't have the caliber of wins that might get them in, though Tulsa will help. Tulsa's a four-win team themselves, so you're going to get some bonus points off of that one. It's a better win than most. It might be their best win of the season if you're Tyler Consolidated. But how would you like to be Magnolia? At 5-3, and three, your games left are Tyler Consolidated and then a bye week before Wheeling Central. And if I'm the Blue Eagles, I don't want to be 5-4 and four going into that matchup with Wheeling Central, though they'll have two weeks to prepare for it. That is not the spot you'd want to be in, needing to get by the Maroon Knights to get into the postseason. And you know that Wheeling Central, no matter what they've got clinched and what they've got wrapped up, will want to eliminate Magnolia as competition down the road because that's a Magnolia team that could be dangerous if they get in. They've got a hot quarterback in Patrick Brandy with a big arm, and they, as a low seed, could wreak some havoc in the Class A postseason. So if Wheeling Central can cut the head off that stake, they'll be glad to do it. Tough loss on the road for Ritchie County. They stumbled on the road in a loss to Webster County. Two of their three losses this year have been in close games as they narrowly fell to Parkersburg Catholic on the road. That was a four-point loss. This is a six-point loss at Webster County, so two of the three losses by single digits. But the back part of their schedule is pretty winnable as well. They got an easy path. Wirt on the road, then Gilmer and Calhoun. So I think those are three games that they should win. So seven and three, very likely for this Ritchie County team, but I think they're going to be A-OK. Looking at some of the comments that you shared on Facebook. I posed the question, what was most noteworthy to you about last week's high school football action? And Craig Dutton, a good friend of the show and good friend of mine, chimed in, talking about Tyler Consolidated keeping their playoff hopes alive just to have another important game this week. And yeah, I agree. You talk about this a lot, how their playoffs have essentially started. That's a phrase we throw around, and it's true for Tyler Consolidated. But as I said earlier, I think Tyler can survive a loss to Magnolia if they win out against Valley and St. Mary's and will probably sneak in. But if you beat Magnolia, you definitely put the matter to rest. Magnolia absolutely has to have this. There's no question about that. Ritchie County's loss to Webster. I think that is, as you said, going to push Ritchie County into a situation where they need to win the remaining games, but I think they will because they got Wirt, Gilmer, and Calhoun, and I don't think those teams combined to have as many wins as Ritchie County has this season. Ritchie County, it's 7-3, and three, maybe a week 7-3. and three. They may not get to host a game. They may go on the road in the first round, but they're going to get in, and I think in the first year for Rick Hot, that is a tremendous turnaround for a program that didn't win a lot in the last couple of years. Craig also points out the matchup between Parkersburg and Parkersburg South and how much better it's looking each week because those teams have played well, as I said, four straight wins. But an interesting road for both of them before they get there because, again, PHS only has two games left, a bye week this week, then Huntington and South. Then South has Greenbrier East, Wheeling Park, and PHS. So neither one has a cakewalk to get to each other. But I think there may be a home game on the line in that one for the winner. There may be a playoff spot on the line. I think both teams 
uh, are pretty good bets to get in, but you never know what's going to happen. I think, honestly, South locked it up with their win against Morgantown. I think even at 5-5 five and five with the wins they have, because they've got to win against Morgantown. They beat a couple people, and they got to win against Ripley, and they just keep winning. So I think that's going to be in their favor, where I'm not sure that Parkersburg High has the quality of wins so far. They've beaten some good opponents, but they've also lost some good opponents. I don't think they've got any win that's as quality as that Ripley win for Parkersburg South. And then Craig jumps into Ohio and says, River keeps winning with this week's game versus Lucas will most likely determine if they make the postseason or not. There's a website out there that gives them a 90% chance of making the playoffs with a win Saturday and only a 10% chance of making it with a loss this week. So I know it's much tougher in Ohio because much more competitive. It's much deeper over there than it is in West Virginia. But at the same time, River, if they take care of business, they've got a decent chance to get in. So I like the insights, Craig. Thank you so much for that. Rob Frazier has also submitted feedback about last week's football action, saying Parkersburg Catholic is still amazing to him. They go from having to forfeit a game or two last year for low numbers to being undefeated. Again, one of those forfeits because of low numbers, the other one because of the IEI fire in Parkersburg. South also continues to have a great story with the resilience of the team, their offensive numbers in some of their recent wins. They're putting up the points, they're putting up the stats. I could not agree with you more, Rob. I feel like I'm almost beating a dead horse every time I talk about South because we said last week, full disclosure for those of you who don't know, I am the voice of the Parkersburg South Patriots on the radio, but because of that, I do get to see this team and I can vouch and maybe be the first to tell a lot of people this is a very good football team, and they're playing confident football right now. And so is Parkersburg Catholic. They're both confident football teams. Catholic has won eight straight after an 0-8 2017. South has won four straight, and they've gone 4-0 since a loss to Athens. And after that loss, the turnaround really started where the team captains buckled down and realized that there were some things they weren't doing as leaders that can help develop that team, bringing along game film study, bringing along more game plan study, and South has seen the benefits of that extra work. So, again, thanks to Craig and thanks to Rob for chiming in with some thoughts. Remember, like us on Facebook, the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Comment on our polls, answer our questions, interact with us, because I'm not here just to talk for my own health. I would like to have this chat with you. If you've got a point you want to bring up, I will discuss it on the show and consider it as close as we're going to get to an open dialogue here, basically. So, like us on Facebook, vote on our polls, and comment on our posts. Stay connected with us on Facebook. Like our page, the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. While you're there, answer our weekly poll question and feel free to share your comments or questions. Eric will get to those on a future edition of the show. Let's take a look at this week's poll question. I asked which Wood County game are you most looking forward to and why? Williamstown Parkersburg Catholic, that's this week, or South PHS, that's in week 11. Williamstown Catholic got 54% of the 13 votes. South PHS got 46%. That surprises me a little bit and here's why. I think Williamstown is going to be in control because I think they just have more bodies and more depth on both sides of the ball than Parkersburg Catholic. I'm not sure there's a combo in the area that stacks up to Ty Sturm and Jeb Boyce. We have extolled their virtues on this podcast on Countdown to Kickoff all season long. They are a terrific duo. Make no mistake about it. They should, at the very least, be considered for first-team honors in some way, shape, or form in Class A. If they're not, that's a travesty. But I think if you weren't convinced before about the talent and the depth of this Williamstown team, the way they defeated Warren on Friday ought to convince you and get you the rest of the way there. Williamstown won 33-13, and they got 384 yards on the ground, not a one of them from Donathan Taylor. Taylor missed a game because of injury, and if Williamstown can survive the loss of Donathan Taylor to dominate the way they did then I think that tells us once and for all that they've got the superior depth and just more of everything that they need to win this game. They had Ty Moore step in, as we said, 228 yards, four touchdowns. There's no way that if Parkersburg Catholic loses Jeb Boyce or Ty Sturm that 
anybody else on that team could step in at running back and get that kind of output. They've got talented players, don't get me wrong, but 228 for four touchdowns, that's a lot, even against Warren, a team that struggled this year, but has been more competitive of late. So if I am Parkersburg Catholic, I think the fact that Williamstown won last week without Donathan Taylor may well be the scariest development that I've seen out of them this season. Parkersburg Catholic's been waiting all year for the chance to show they've got against Williamstown. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a spirited game, but I also don't think it's going to be much of a game in the second half. I think this is where Williamstown will take the veteran presence of Terry Smith. Say they do have a bad first half, and say Parkersburg Catholic is either still in the game much more than Williamstown would like them to be, or they're winning the game, which is something that very well could happen. Williamstown and Terry Smith, they make the best adjustments of the half, and they fix things in the second half. And there aren't too many coaches and players and teams in the state that can adjust to what Williamstown can fix at halftime. That's a veteran coaching staff the Yellow Jackets have, and not the Parkersburg Catholic is without good coaching. That's not what I'm saying at all here, and it's not the Parkersburg Catholic doesn't have the talent, but that's just a particular strength of Williamstown and what makes them particularly strong to beat. I'm interested in talking to Lance Binniger and Terry Smith this week and hear what the head coaches have to say about this one. But I kind of disagree with our voters here because our voters say they're most looking forward to the Williamstown Catholic game. And I don't think that's going to be nearly as close as the other game here is that Parkersburg South PHS game. What more could you want? In Parkersburg, you have one of the state's marquee programs. In Parkersburg South, you got a bit of an upstart. This rivalry is always intense in Wood County. And this year, more so because both of these teams have so much on the line. Playoff spots on the line. Maybe hosting a home game. There's just so much up for grabs here and so much intrigue with this game. It's always got intrigue no matter what the records are, but definitely with the records being as good as they are and with so much at stake, I think that adds so much more sizzle to South PHS than what Williamstown Catholics got. I think both could be good games. I have more faith in South PHS to be a good game than I do Williamstown Parkersburg Catholic, though I think Catholic will be competitive in that game, but it just remains to be seen. That's why they play the games. I mentioned Craig Dutton because he commented on this status earlier. He also commented on this as well. He says, as much as I would want to say Williamstown versus Catholic, Williamstown will wear Catholic down with their depth. I agree with that 100%. And this game could have potential to get out of hand, but most likely it shouldn't. And I also agree with that. If Williamstown commits as many penalties as last Friday against Tyler, Catholic may have a better chance. And that's the second game we've seen in the back half of the season where Williamstown was sloppy. They were sloppy against St. Mary's in the first half. A lot of penalties last Friday against Tyler Consolidated. And if they do that, they're going to keep Catholic in the game. And if you keep the underdog in the game, we all know what happens. That underdog gains confidence and they can step up and make you pay in the worst possible way. As Craig continues, South and PHS can go either way. As of right now, both teams are improving significantly at the same pace. Makes for an intriguing matchup. The matchup has most of my interest of the two listed. And Craig, I could not agree more with literally everything you said in that post because, again, both of those teams are playing so well. Parkersburg South and Parkersburg High. Parkersburg High struggled with injuries early in the year. They're getting healthy at the right time. Parkersburg South is getting confident at the right time. They stumbled out of the gate to a 1-2 and start, but they won four straight because they they, as a team, have come together and realized what it takes to win, what you have to do, the time you have to put in, the preparation you have to put in. The captains know that. It's trickled down to the players, and it's resulted in four straight wins, and a confidence that's come from that is the most important factor of all. They're playing like they could go out and beat anybody in the state right now. If you line Martinsburg up against them, I don't think they would flinch. I don't think they would win, but I also don't think they would flinch in a matchup between Martinsburg and Parkersburg South. So it's a confidence that you really can't deny for South, and it's a confidence that could carry them a long way, and I think that and just the talent on the field in that game, some of Wood County's best, is going to make that a much more intriguing battle than Williamstown Parkersburg Catholic, though we will have our eyes on that game and plenty of coverage on it. More on that later.
South is getting a lot of respect in some statewide places, too. And one area where that had been lagging until this week is the Metro News Power Rankings. Now I know I've talked about the Power Rankings a few times this year. They don't mean anything. It's a conversation piece. It's some content, and it's basically meant as a way to show how the rankings, the SSAC playoff rankings, can differ from perception of who is actually the best team in the state or some of the best teams in the state. But it took Parkersburg South until last week to enter the Power Rankings. It took them an awfully long time. Go back to week seven. They weren't in the power rankings in week seven. They come in last week at number 10, and then suddenly with a win against Morgantown and a decisive win against Morgantown, they leapfrogged Parkersburg, Wheeling Park, who did lose in all fairness, Ripley, and John Marshall. In all fairness, South beat John Marshall, and that's when I feel they should have gone into the top 10. When they beat John Marshall, a team that so many people were so high on because they went to the playoffs last year, they started 3-0 and before they stumbled at Bel Air. When they beat a 3 and one John Marshall team to go 3-2 and two themselves, I think that's when South convinced me that they were worthy of being in the top 10, but it took voters a couple extra weeks, and they got in at 10 last week, but a resounding vote of confidence for South as they leapfrog PHS, Wheeling Park, Ripley, and John Marshall to get to the 6th spot. So now that power rankings is Martinsburg, Spring Valley, Capital, Musselman, and Huntington, and then you go down to the bottom 5 of that top 10. You got South, PHS, Wheeling Park, Ripley, and John Marshall. And South has wins against two of those four teams below them. They'll play the other two before the year's up. But it just amazes me to see them not only rise in the standings, but to leap four spots. That's a sign of how much respect they gained with the statewide community this week. So an impressive win in and of itself. But there were a lot of voters, apparently, that were pretty impressed with what Parkersburg South can do. And I'm biased a little bit in that I do cover the Patriots and see them every week. Bias not because of any particular like one way or the other, but bias because I see this group and I see what I see and it's a group that believes in themselves and I believe they can do some big things because of what I see. I think that this is a long overdue bit of respect for the South team and this program that's fought so hard to get through some tough times in previous years and now they're finally reaping the benefits of some hard work. They're having a really good year. Good to see Mike Eddy and the folks on the South side enjoy that. Before we go too much further, we should probably recognize something cool that a local team did. On Sunday afternoon, members of the Marietta High School football team gathered in the school gym to present a local boy with a gift. The boy's Jacob Rubel. He was given a signed football, a jersey, and a tiger hat by the team. He went to Columbus Monday to undergo surgery. Jacob has a condition where his brain tissue extends into his spinal canal. But the day before the surgery, at least he had a bright spot in his life and a little bit of levity and something cool to look forward to as he met with the team and threw the football around and fist bumped a lot of the team after receiving some gifts they gave him. Jacob's the cousin of one of the players on that team and the entire team, along with head coach Jason Show, was there to present him his gift and wish him well going into surgery. And it's really cool to see that the story made the local television news and that's why I wanted to bring it up too because some people heard about it and that's just an awesome thing. It goes to reinforce one of the more teachable moments of high school football I know we talk about these players a lot. We talk about what they do a lot. Some would say we probably talk about it too much, though there is the demand for this content, so that's my argument to that point. But football is an important teachable moment in terms of life skills for the young men that participate in it. They realize what they're doing and what that organization, what that team means to their community, and they realize that because of that and the spotlight they receive, they have a chance to use their platform for good. We've seen Parkersburg South basketball do that a lot through Anna's Army and through Haley Strong, using their 
platform to raise awareness and to help raise some funds for various charitable organizations. And that's been a good teachable moment for that group of people, realizing that there are bigger things out there in life than sports, and there are people who, no matter how bad you think you've got it, the people that have it worse than you do. So good on Jason Shobe, good on the Marietta High School football team, not only for making a little boys' day better, but also for coming together for a teachable moment for that group of young men. When all is said and done, you could argue that the players got just as much out of that as little Jacob did. The games of the week we'll be looking at this week, Parkersburg Catholic and Williamstown. As we said earlier, we'll have much more on that one on Countdown to Kickoff, especially the 93R and V96.9 versions. Those are hour-long versions, and I expect to talk to both Lance Binniger and Terry Smith this week, get the word from the coaches, and get you set up for that game. We'll, of course, talk to Kerry Patrick about that from DepthChartWC.com. Big week for him covering a matchup like that. So I would imagine we'll have a lot of content on that one on Countdown to Kickoff this week. Plus, Tyler Magnolia play. As we said, Magnolia, it's a must-win for them. They're they're 5-3, and, and they have Wheeling Central after this one. you want to get that sixth win before you get to Central. Tyler consolidated 4-3, and three, but they have an easier road after Magnolia. Both these teams probably feel it's a must-win, and if they play like it's a must-win, well, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting football game. Of course, Countdown to Kickoff begins our coverage at 6 p.m. on all three of our company stations. Light Rock 93R has St. Mary's and South Harrison this week. Another tough loss last week for St. Mary's. They fall to 2-5, and five, but they've got a couple winnable games coming up here soon as South Harrison has struggled. Ravenswood next week hasn't won since week two, so I think St. Mary's has a chance to get some momentum at the very least going into a Tyler Consolidated game at the end of the year. Magnolia and Tyler on WXCR, we just talked about that one. Parkersburg South goes on the road to Greenbrier East. South is 5-2, and two, Greenbrier East at 4-3. and three. I think that's going to be a sneaky good game. I think if South wins, they clinch a playoff spot most likely. If Greenbrier East wins, then I think they stay alive for a playoff spot and really put a lot of pressure on South the last two weeks of the season. That's going to be an interesting football game. I'm looking forward to making that trip to Lewisburg, not just because of the game, but because that's going to be a beautiful drive this time of year. But South Greenbrier East on V96.9. Like I said, 93R and WXCR V96.9. Coverage starts on all three stations Friday with countdown to kickoff at 6. Our poll question this week, what's the biggest thing you need to have at this point of the season to make a playoff run? Do you need luck or do you need health and why? I hope to get some good feedback on this one because I think there's a lot of good opinions out there about that. And you know, Maybe you can say that one feeds into the other, to be quite honest. Maybe your health is a good measure of luck, but I want to hear your take on that because I'm thinking of luck in terms of things like maybe getting the bounce the way that you need it to. You know, your turnover doesn't hurt you. Someone else's turnover does. There are a lot of things that make up luck, health being one of them, but I'm interested to hear what that is. Again, the poll question is on our Facebook page at the Eric Little High School Football Podcast on Facebook. You can also download us on iTunes, subscribe to us there. You can also listen to us off SoundCloud if you want the podcast every week. We try our best to deliver it by Wednesday. Often it's out earlier. If you know where to look, again, that's iTunes and SoundCloud, the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Check it out. Well, that's our time. I want to thank you all for joining us this week. We had some big games this week and the rest of the way, and it's going to be an exciting final three weeks of the regular season before the brackets are out and we get into the postseason and make it a November to remember. I am the namesake, Eric Little. Thank you for joining us for the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, enjoy the games, everybody. This has been the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and vote in our weekly poll. Come back next week for another new episode. And thanks for listening.